contemplative, 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 contemplative podcast. Hello and welcome to the Contemplative Podcast with me, Matt Emery, and in this episode we chat to the magnificent composer, producer and all-round nice guy, Ed Carlson. If you're new to the podcast, you can listen via Apple Podcasts, Spotify and SoundCloud, and please do share, like, subscribe or even leave a little review if you enjoy what you hear, as it helps push the podcast to a wider audience, which is great for us and also the artists that we feature too. So Ed and I caught up for a coffee and a hot chocolate in my case at the Barbican last December and we had chatted about his writing and recording process for his three albums, The Journey Tapes, Elusive Frames and Morning Hour, how he ended up working with Moderna Records and quite a few things starting with the letter A, artwork, Ableton, anxiety, a wing victory for the sullen and much more. There'll be music along the way, taken from his three albums and finishing with the Lambert's piano rework of his track Loose. Uh, But to kick things off from his album Morning Hour, this is Entangled. Ed, welcome to the Contemplative Podcast. Thank you and, so much. Um, welcome back to London. As Thanks. I understand, you studied music technology here for yes. a while. Yeah, it, it, it feels a little weird because it's like I never left, I never moved out, but I actually did three and a half years ago. So yeah, it's um, it, it's good to be back, definitely. Yeah. yeah. And did you have any favourite uh, hanging out spots whilst you were here in London? Well, I wasn't living too far from Hampstead. Well, not in Hampstead, because as a student in London, you can't afford Hampstead. <laughs> but I, I wasn't living too far away. So whenever I needed a little bit of time and quiet and relaxation, I would go to, to Hampstead, definitely. Yeah, that was one of my favorite spots. Awesome. And I think I'm right in saying that you may have written Journey Tapes here in London. Yeah. Um, yes. How did that start? Were you... Um, as far as I understand it, I can make out that you're maybe sort of guitarist first. Yeah. <laughs> and then, um, yeah, how's it kind of? How did things transition into what you do now? In a way? Well, basically, that was because on my second year at university, um, I was supposed to get a MIDI keyboard to do some sound design yeah. uh, exam or something, and uh, so I put up piano plug-in on the computer and I was starting to play around and I was like you know what you know I've been playing the guitar for many years but I can only play things that other people have written I cannot make my own and every time I try to make something on the guitar it's like it doesn't make any sense to me but with the piano the 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 very few notes I was playing I was like you know that it feels like they are better connected in between themselves so I was like, let, let, let's keep going and see how it goes. So I, was, I started making very short pieces, uh, piano-based pieces for SoundCloud only. Uh, you can't find them anymore because <laughs> now <laughs> I'm a little ashamed of it probably. But <laughs> uh, and then I realized that university, they had some amazing pianos and resources such as microphones, preamps, you name it, whatever. 
And yeah, actually the Journey Tapes was meant to be my major project for graduation. So Amazing. yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then right before, um, uh, right before um, delivering, submitting the exam to the uni, uh, I got a call from Moderna Records who <laughs> had heard a song of mine on SoundCloud. So they wanted to release any upcoming album if there was any you yeah. know so i was like yeah actually i have one <laughs> so yeah that's yeah. it happened to be by chance yeah, well that Completely was by chance. almost led straight into my next question was how did you meet them did they mm. so they discovered you yeah. via soundcloud because yeah. um from looking obviously at their back catalogue it seems like you've um, been working with them pretty much from the beginning yeah. kind of yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely uh, it was uh, 2016, and uh, in January I had like a sad thing happening in my life. So I actually wrote one of the first piano songs ever, which is also by chance one of the ones that is making the most plays across yeah. <laughs> streaming platforms. And I released that on the Nils Fromm's playlist for Piano Day 2016. Yeah. And apparently the Moderna guys were listening to everything on that playlist <laughs> yeah. and they were like, hi, we're really interested in your music. Do you have any albums? And I was like, yeah, I may have actually, something. Yeah. <laughs> As a matter of fact, I do. say although you've dealt with synths and electronics before it seems to have taken a slightly center stage in some ways is that um, would you agree with that would, is that yeah. like a conscious decision or is it kind yeah. of a natural progression of just where things have gone do you feel yeah. I mean it's both it's a it's both a conscious decision and a natural progression I would say um, I wanted it to sound a little more fresh and electronic and that's why I called it morning hour in the first place probably because it was like the beginning of something new yeah i mean without forgetting the piano and the strings and the modern classical stuff but yeah it was absolutely conscious but but, but also natural because you know the, the second album is very different from the first yeah and the third is still different from the previous ones so yeah which I, which I think is nice it's all i think yeah. it's always nice to have a bit of movement in people's yeah. sound and if you're doing the same thing repetitively over i think uh, mm -hmm. yeah no, it's but but also they are they've been written in different locations all the three of them so first one london second one copenhagen and the third was actually 20 percent krakow 80 percent italy so cool. yeah i mean this change in sound is probably also a change in you know my, my own life yeah. and the different places how I perceive things in different places so yeah I mean I'm intrigued when you write do you um, do you picture things in your mind when you write or do you see uh, 
a picture to what mm. you're writing for or is it more feeling or yeah well it depends really um m mostly yeah it's a feeling or something that i hear quickly and then i'm like I have to run and <laughs> record this quickly <laughs> or I just hum it on my phone sometimes that worked as well but yeah I can also picture things sometimes I'm, I'm quite visual when it comes to sound which yeah. is weird to yeah. be visual about sound but yeah I am so yeah I would say both awesome and do you have a starting point in terms of well, for morning hour did you have an instrument that you had like a reference point that you built things up from or how where was like the starting point for yeah morning hour? i would say guitar for morning hour because yeah. it's my well it used to be at least my main instrument i started playing guitar in 1996 i think so yeah i started from there and the, the first song i actually wrote of morning hour was words which is the most electronic probably yeah. within the album so guitar first, and then uh, drums, uh, synths, and then try and squeeze in the felt piano, <laughs> which is always quite a challenge mixing-wise. Trust me, a, a real nightmare. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know that. Yeah. <laughs> Well, you know, I generally what I do is I sketch things with plugins and then I'm like, oh, I really love this sound, you know, you, you don't need to have the real hardware things because this works as well. But then in the end, when I'm recording the final thing, it's always with real uh, either synths or instruments. So piano is always real and synths are always real. I would say there's like some some gro growling, you say growling? Yeah. yeah. Some growling aspects within the album and that's the that's from the base station cool. uh, synth whenever you open the filter a little bit it starts biting you so yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I've put that quite a lot actually wicked yeah wicked. and um, with morning I read about the um, <coughs> first and things about anxiety do you find mm. making music a great tonic for that is it like do you find it quite therapeutic way of yeah yeah uh, it's therapeutic, but it's also like a liberation. Um, I normally don't make music when I'm anxious. I can't do that. Yeah. Um, I can't create anything when I'm anxious, and I'm anxious a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, you may argue you you you're never able to create music. But then there are times where things chill down a little, and then um, you start drawing from. Uh, the recent past so from those times where you've been anxious and uh yeah things start popping up 
Yes. And uh, today, actually, it, I arrived in London yesterday night, and today I was walking around my usual places of when I was here, and it was so emotional. Like I was like, I could write a new album really? right now, <laughs> yeah, awesome. right away, because I was drawing from all those emotions, either good or bad, that I felt in the four years I was here. So yeah, yeah. we need to get to like there's um, at some of the tube stations there's pianos. We need to oh yeah, <laughs> and uh, record something. We, we'll get the phones out and record. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Yes. Um, I'd love to ask about some other people's music, basically. Mm. Um, I wonder what have been some of your records of 2019? Yeah, um, so, well, forgive my pronunciation if I don't say things <laughs> <laughs> correctly, but uh, this year I really loved um, The Undivided Five by Wing Victory for the Salon. It's, it's just record. beautiful and there's a lot of guitar, so, like we said yeah. before, it was like, ah nice <laughs> felt like home somehow and um, well they've been amongst my favorite for quite a while now yeah. yeah I really love them they're such a power duo oh yeah absolutely it, it, it doesn't even feel like a duo it feels like they are 600 <laughs> honestly yes. yeah uh, but then I also loved uh, a lot uh, Six Lethargies by Kitten Hansen yeah that was just amazing you know yeah as I was saying we're recording this actually at the Barbican and yeah. I saw Perform that uh, live earlier this year, and it was obviously hadn't been heard. So yep. it's kind of to come and see that live, and then I've been waiting for the record to come out yep. for months, and it is stunning. Amazing, amazing music, amazing artwork, I must say. And uh, and then another one I really loved was uh, well, is uh, Happy Occident by Slow Meadow. Yeah, an artist that I've discovered actually quite recently, and. Uh, I don't know, uh, his way of making ambient music is exactly how I think ambient music should be made, so yeah, really love it. Yeah. deciding art for your albums is that a collaborative process with Moderna or do you do you know what you want sometimes when you've written um, again it's it's both um, Moderna has this um, capability of uh, knowing a lot when it yeah. comes to both music and uh, and uh, visuals so they have this huge database <laughs> they can uh, check every time they need something and uh, we always share things back and forth they they are like proposing something I'm like proposing something else but then we agree on something that we both like obviously and in the case of morning hour that's exactly how it happened we yeah. we were like checking on Instagram and we found these three triangles that we liked <laughs> Uh, ideally those three triangles are my three albums the third album is the third triangle awesome. uh, so yeah there's like a 
numerology problem because yeah. triangles have three sides. I so. hadn't picked up on that, but now you've said that, it's yeah. actually quite obvious. Yeah, well, that's not that obvious. <laughs> well, yeah, it, it was a little obvious, but not, not too much, come on. Uh, you need to keep a little bit of mystery, anyway, around things. Yeah. <laughs> and what, what do you like to do when you're not doing music? Do you get, do you get to um, go to many concerts or see sort of many live gigs or anything? Well, I used to. For sure, when I was in London, I was seeing all my favorite gigs, favorite bands, favorite acts in general. But a year ago, a year and a half ago, I moved back to Sardinia where nothing really happened. Oh. <laughs> now, I went back there because I needed some, you know, some familiar places, familiar, uh, how do you say, setting. And my family's been going through some rough times, so I needed to be there for a while. But nothing ever happens in Sardinia, so every time I need to do something, I gotta jump on a plane and, yeah. and go. So, no, I haven't seen live gigs for quite a while, except on my own, of course, but yeah. <laughs> that's that's all I get by by being on an island far away from yeah. everything. Yeah. yeah. How, how do you approach your live stuff? Do you... Is it, uh, like, quite hard to replicate, rep, replicate the sound from morning out? Obviously, there's quite a lot yeah. going on. Do you strip it back, or do you... how? How'd you go about performing it basically? Mm, yeah, it's a good reminder that next time I should write an album on Ableton Live so that I have channel strips already there. <laughs> but I always end up doing things in Pro Tools, so yeah, <laughs> it never happens, yeah. you know. But yeah, the way I approached this live set is completely different from the previous ones because it's completely automated with uh, MIDI commands and uh, scripts. Yeah. It's so that I can move from one instrument to the other without touching anything and the computer is changing my patches on the synth, for yeah. example, my EQ on the piano or whatever. And I have loops in place and it's all pre-programmed and it took me a month probably <laughs> to wow. do that. Yeah. And I'm still, you know, I'm still tweaking it as yeah. I go. But um, yeah, it, obviously it won't sound like the album version because... It's not happening anyway. Yeah. Uh, it's always like that, more or less. So, But I try to do as much as I can live. I still have backing tracks, but I don't want them to sound too obvious. So yeah. if you hear, like, you know, uh, a bass line and I'm with my hands on the piano, that doesn't make sense to me. It's not coherent. So I may just add four extra bars and loop the piano so that I can move onto the bass well, so <laughs> to there is do a that. bit of freedom to move around mm, it's planned freedom anyway <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's all carefully planned but yeah <laughs> in a way yes
rest of the year and going into 2020 that you're allowed to say in any obviously you've got two shows over here whilst you're in England yeah uh, so I'm playing tomorrow at Batley Priory, not far from London, and on Sunday in Leeds at the Brudenell Piano Sessions. Awesome. With a great lineup, I must Great say. lineup. So Sim Walker is opening, and uh, I next. Then there's going to be uh, Abby Vulliami again, forgive my pronunciation if that's wrong, and James Heather. That's about the matinee show, and then uh, coming up next is uh, Ava yeah. and Ellen Cooper, which I'm quite excited to see live both of them um, but yeah there's no plans so far for 2020 actually so I'm in the process of sketching the first ideas for whatever is next cool. I don't know what's next but we'll see and yeah we'll see how it goes Amazing. Yeah. well thank you ever so much for taking the time thank to you to us. good luck with your gigs and, thanks um, yeah I'm sure we'll speak again soon yeah Cheers, thank you very much